Hello everyone, and welcome to another beer review. And I hope everybody's having a good day. Which is probably better than what I was having. I plan to get certain work done in a vehicle today, which didn't actually go to plan. True the fact is that uh, one of the tools I thought I had, sitting over the workshop, I didn't have. And, uh, yeah. Tend to kind of do a big span in the works. So, I hope everybody's having a better day than I am. So, what we're doing today is, we're doing uh, a ruby red ale today. And this is from part of the kind of Sainsbury's Taste the Difference. So there you go. So apparently it's crimson coloured and full flavoured plum prunes and raisins. With a touch of toffee. There we go. And this is a 4.5%. It's 500ml bottle. Now I think there's some spill in the back. Now I don't know who's actually making this. Usually they usually tell you who's doing it. So this ale is brewed using mineral water drawn from the artisan well deep beneath the Shepherd Neem Brewery. So that's Shepherd Neem, if I remember rightly, Shepherd Neem is obviously making beers um, on commission from on a commission, basically, from Sainsbury's, but they're also doing the same as well for Aldi. I think they make a London Porter, I think they do, um, for Aldi as well. So, And it is heated and combined with crushed pale ale and crystal malts at the very start of the brewing process. The generous additions of UK Cascade and East Kent Golding, Goldings hops produce a bittersweet fruit of, fruity flavour to this medium-bodied ale. It is a well-balanced, clean, crisp beer with hints of coloured malt character. Enjoy, lightly chilled. And there we go. And that's it, nothing else really mentioned about it. So yeah, like I said, 4.5%, 500ml, under £2 a bottle. Let's crack it open and see what it's like. What the fuck is that? A glass. Is that a scratch? Or is it shit in the inside? No, I think it's just a scratch. Anyway, let's see how it pours. And here we go. It's not the... Well, it is a bit lighter, I suppose, a wee bit. As you can see, it's... I'm trying to kind of compare it. Yeah, it's a bit lighter than a normal kind of ruby. Radio would be. A ruby ale would be slightly darker than that. But yeah, kind of almost kind of bitter colour a wee bit. But yeah. All right. I'm getting floral. I'm getting some light malts. Maybe, maybe slightly kind of raisin, kind of dried fruit, kind of smells. 
Am I getting any plum? Could be, but it's quite light. The the more kind of predominant aromas are kind of floral, kind of like dried fruit, kind of like raisins or tannas, and some pale malt. And that's all I'm getting. So let's see what it tastes like. Now it might take me a wee while for my mouth to acclimatise to this due to the fact that I have been drinking my uh, Christmas beer. Have a couple of glasses of that earlier on tonight because the wife's been nagging at me for God's sake finish off that last keg and uh, she's sick of the noise of the, of the beer machine in the background, you know, cooling and everything else. Which is just for George to just quickly finish that off with you. So I thought, right, I'll have a couple. And then you forget, it's actually quite a potent brewer, actually, because that Christmas beer, I never actually really checked out, I never actually took the, the gravity. And uh, just because there were three different kind of conditioning options that we did, and I thought, well, I'm, I'm going to leave the gravity to one side, not going to worry about it. But yeah, I think it's a bit more potent, some of the, the gravity, um, compared to the original. So I'd probably say it's, it's a wee bit higher alcohol than probably was originally planned. That's quite gassy. So yes, you do tend to kind of feel it a bit, because you're like, yeah. And the problem is it's quite easy to drink. In fact, it's too easy to drink, to be totally honest. I mean, you can sink your glass quite easily. And of course, it was a bit of a higher alcohol content. And I think that's another problem. If you know what the alcohol content is and you think, well, then you become more aware when you're drinking it. If you don't, if you kind of think, well, fine, it should be roughly about kind of 5%, and it's a, it's a good bit higher, and you're drinking it quite quickly, then it does tend to have a kind of a inebriating effect on you so that type of thing so um a nice kind of bitterness to it not as sweet as some ruby ales doesn't have that kind of level of multi sweetness that quite a lot of ruby ales have it does have the multi flavors, but it doesn't have the really the multi sweetness to go with the multi flavors. So that's the first thing I noticed. But I don't know what's going on with Shepherd name. They seem to be making quite a lot of beers for supermarkets just now. And uh, as far as I can tell, they've been getting quite good feedback from reviewers. And uh, yeah, for the the money that's being charged, I don't know. How, whatever budgets they're working to, but they seem to kind of be able to pull things off to a certain kind of uh, price point. That uh, supermarket said, well, it's got to meet to this kind of price. And Shepard Neem is producing a brew that, while I'm not saying they're great or wonderful brews, but they do tend to kind of meet a certain standard. 
um, for that price point, and I, I think that's quite a good thing from that point of view. Because uh, there's some strange things going on with the kind of brewing world right now. Um, you've got more nonsense from Brewdog and more kind of paranoia and bullshit. You also seem to have a lot of craft breweries closing down. And I don't know whether there's a, a situation where because of how the cost of living has changed and the price of because everything in life has gone up that uh, craft beers are maybe classed as too expensive now compared to other options. Which is true, I mean, let's be looking at it. If you're looking at some of these craft beers and these small cans and you're wanting £3.50 towards £4 for anything between a 330ml to a 440ml can. I can understand, no matter how wonderful, great you think your beer is, it is kind of priced out, away from the kind of mainstream kind of pricing. Now, I can understand that maybe you're using wonderful ingredients and, of course, you may be using a lot more kind of expensive ingredients than a traditional beer, especially if you're going down the hop route, which most of these craft beers usually are is like well let's hop it off its tits well it's not really so financially viable plus also is it maybe just some of the novelties kind of wearing off or as people sitting there getting sick of well we've got another craft brewery started up and oh god they're doing another IPA because that seems to be the first thing they always do let's do an IPA oh fuck me that's unusual you know if you're thinking why not do a ruby? Why not do something different? But no, they all seem to think, well, new brewery. And guess what? We're going to do an IPA. Oh, are you? And we're going to do it more of a kind of American style with lashings of hops and have a real good citrus flavour. You think, oh, fucking really? And there you go, marvellous. That's never been done before. Oh, God, it's like one-trick ponies. And maybe people are just getting a bit sick of it. Maybe thinking, well... What do they do? All right, they're going to do an IPA. And then what they'll do is, oh, they'll maybe do a stout. And then they'll do a pale ale. And then they'll bring out another IPA with even more bloody hops in it, you think, and they'll, and they'll call it West Coast. And then they might do a New England IPA, you thinking. Seriously. Might do a nice golden ale. Might do a nice ruby ale. It just becomes, I think, yeah, and I'm sorry, but I, I can't offer condolences to a lot of these uh, breweries that are going under. Yeah, it's a shame that people are losing their jobs and losing their livelihood, just like it is with everybody else. But let's be totally honest, you're creating a product that it's not meeting the kind of mainstream drinkers for what they're drinking. It's not meeting what the kind of more traditional ale drinkers are, are looking for. So you're really kind of getting the kind of uh, new fad, kind of trendy beer drinkers that don't really like the taste of beer so much that are going for it. And then obviously you're charging well over the kind of uh, average cost that traditional beer drinkers and more mainstream beer drinkers are kind of paying for a beer. And what they're paying and the volume they're getting is a lot more. So you're offering a 
Where would you see? Well, you're not offering really a, a diverse kind of range of beers because you're all kind of making kind of different forms of IPA. Um, you're not really providing value for money or volume for money. And the money you are charging is above the kind of standard average that people are paying for beer. So at which point are you shocked that your business is going down the pan? Because you're making a beer that's not particularly attractive to the majority of beer drinkers and you're also making a product that's a heck of a lot more expensive. So, I mean, no wonder these bloody things are going, these breweries are going to the wall. And of course your production costs because of electricity and everything else has gone up and of course your raw materials are going up as well. So, and of course you can't put your prices up any higher because you're already at the kind of premium end within the kind of average pricing structure. So, your whole business strategy is unsustainable. And yeah, it's not surprising that all these kind of craft breweries are starting to go to the wall. But like I said, it's, a, it's not so good seeing people losing their livelihood and people losing their jobs, but it was an unsustainable kind of business kind of uh, plan and uh, structure and yeah you've got to be realistic and accept that you followed a trend instead of basically thinking well let's kind of do a proper kind of business based on uh, what the market really wants and the majority of the markets is either mainstream beer drinkers or more traditional beer drinkers and you don't tick the boxes for any of them to actually buy your beer so there you go. You, you got you ripped your rewards, and your rewards is going out of business. So there you go. So, but anyway, back to this. See if my mouth is actually acclimatized to it now. Right. It does have the malts to start with at the front of the mouth, and uh, you are getting kind of little hints of fruit. A bit of flawless at the front of the mouth. Moves on to the kind of mid tongue, and yeah, the kind of malts are slightly dying down. There isn't really a sweetness there. There's a hint of kind of sweetness, but there isn't really a sweetness there at all. It's kind of slightly lacking a wee bit from that point of view. I think it just needs that little bit more sweetness than what it's actually giving you, especially in the mid tongue. But you are getting the kind of dried fruit, a bit kind of like the raisins and sultanas. Which again, that kind of throws the off bit because you expect to have that little bit of sweetness to go with that type of flavour profile. But you're getting the flavour profile without that sweetness, so which kind of feels a bit unnatural because obviously you associate with these flavours with that little bit of sweetness, but you're not getting it. And you're getting little hints and accents of floral in the mid tongue. And then it just kind of slowly kind of dissipates down into the kind of aftertaste and uh, yeah the aftertaste is a bit kind of well, how would I describe it yeah and the aftertaste you're getting that little kind of accents of toffee and the dried fruit and a little bit of malt so you're kind of aftertaste is made up of Slightly kind of light toffee flavours. So 
some light dry fruit flavours and uh, some nice mild malt flavours but again it's lacking in any kind of it's, there's not a bitterness there really and there's not a sweetness either it's very kind of middle of the road and again it just feels strange because you're getting two flavour profiles in the aftertaste that you expect to have a bit of sweetness with them and you're not and because you're not getting that and you it just it just tends to give you this illusion of being a little bit dry in the aftertaste it's not actually physically being dry but when you're tasting these kind of flavour profiles in the aftertaste, you expect to have a little bit more sweetness than what you're actually getting because you're really not getting that much sweetness at all. In fact, hardly any. And it's just kind of fooling you into kind of thinking it's a bit drier than what it actually is. So it's a kind of slightly dry finish because of that. Even though physically it's not actually a dry finish, but it's giving that kind of sensation, that kind of impression. Which again, I mean, it's drinkable, but because of that, it just feels that it's lost that little bit of edge. It's just not quite delivering. It's like you're drinking it, and it's like, imagine if you're doing a recipe and all the ingredients are there. Let's say a good example is a pizza. So you've got the dough. You've got the basically the tomato base, you've got the cheese, the toppings, whatever, and you put them all together. But the problem is, though, one of the flavours just isn't there. So, as a good example, is actually you've got a pizza, so you've got the pizza dough, you've got the pizza um, kind of tomato base, and you've got the cheese. But the problem is, though, is when you made the pizza, you can taste the base, you can taste the cheese, but you can't taste the tomato, and you're like, well, it just kind of tastes more like cheesy bread rather than a pizza. That's what this one kind of is an example to describe it as it like, it's a ruby ale, but because it doesn't have that kind of sweetness to kind of bring the cohesiveness of all these different flavours together, the, the flavours just kind of feel like it's something slightly different. Just because what are the main kind of flavour profiles, or i.e. the sweetness, just really isn't there. It's not a bitterness, it just the sweetness isn't there, and it just tends to kind of change the flavour because some of the flavour profiles that you do taste are associated to have that little kind of sweetness, and it's just not there. I don't know how many times I'm going to say sweetness in this video, but I've got a funny feeling it's quite a lot, and I'm saying sweetness so many times just to say that there isn't any. <laughs> so it just shows you how crazy that is. How many times has this idiot got to say sweetness when he actually means there isn't any? Yeah. And that's a very valid point of view, because it's very true. I'm going to keep saying sweetness to let people know that there isn't any. Yes, he says this world isn't that. It's it's a nicely brewed beer, but and the flavours are quite nice, but yeah, it's just slightly lacking, just because it doesn't have that little kind of sweetness to kind of 
bring all the flavours together to be more cohesive. And it's just slightly lacking that way. But what flavours are there are really nice and nicely balanced and everything else, but it's just they're just not really kind of brought together in the kind of uh It just is, it just feels like it's lacking. And of course, I'm not looking for sweetness in beers and things like this, but if you're using certain flavour profiles, you do expect to have that, and it's just not there for whatever reason. But yeah, out of 10, what would I give this? It's very drinkable, it's got a nice mouthfeel. The flavours that you can identify are quite nice, quite pleasant. Not overly strong, just in a kind of nice of level and uh, I suppose in general the body's quite nice as well but the thing that lets it down is it just it's missing from the front of the mouth mid tongue and obviously from the, the aftertaste is you should be having this kind of nice multi sweetness going through from front to back and it's just not there and yeah it kind of brings down the kind of uh, enjoyment and the cohesiveness cohesiveness oh god I'm doing well today aren't I cohesiveness of the beer and uh, yeah slightly disappointing in that what would I give this this ruby radio from taste of difference uh Sainsbury's and brewed by Shepardine. I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a five. I'm gonna give it a five out of ten. If I had the sweetness there, yes, it would have been higher. What is there is is quite nice and that's why I've given it an average score. But it can't be above that just because a major kind of flavour profile is kind of missing. And it just kind of makes it slightly kind of disjointed and also gives you a slightly strange sensation in the aftertaste because it just feels as if it's like a kind of more of a drier finish than what you would expect. And yeah, just makes it a bit disappointing in some ways. But yeah, I mean, would I recommend it? Yeah. I would recommend it from the point of view is give it a try and you might be able to kind of get something a bit more out of it than what I'm getting. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's a nice kind of beer, but you're just slightly lacking and that's why I'm giving it a five. But for price-wise and everything else, yeah, it's a nice beer, but it could be better if it just had that little bit more of a multi sweetness to it and again it was just kind of make more sense with all these other kind of flavour profiles that I mean it's like imagine having a chocolate bar that just wasn't actually sweet and you're thinking well wait a minute I can taste chocolate but it's not sweet I can taste toffee but it's not sweet I can taste biscuit but it's not sweet and you're like it's a chocolate bar for people who don't like sugar and it's like this kind of scenario, it just does not kind of make sense. It's just, you know, your brain's always kind of thinking, it's always lacking. 
And that's why I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10, because it just feels like it's lacking. So, but anyway, apart from that, it's actually not a bad beer, but it just needs more. And, uh, yeah, it just feels a bit strange because of that. But anyway, 5 out of 10, 4.5%, 500 ml bottle, under £2. Thanks for watching. Cheers. And bye for now.